and it's it needs to be the same in the out of home industry. If you're truly targeting females 25 to 35, then your message better speak to that demo, um, and, and not necessarily a generic message saying, "Come to my store, you'll love it, and you'll buy something." Right. You know, how do we get that 25 to 35 year old into that restaurant, into that store, you know, in, in, at at that location? What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am here with Lee Houghton. Uh, Lee, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here, Zach. Well, Lee, let me tell you guys a little bit about Lee. Um, he is the Outdoor Media Senior Consultant with Yesco, and he's been working with rock star brands ranging from Geico, Wendy's, Four Foods Group, Culver's, In and Out, Chick fil A, uh, doing outdoor strategy. And so, First of all, Lee, I want to chat with you about what do you, what do you do? How do you consult? How do you strategize on outdoor? Because a, a lot of people who may not be familiar with outdoor think that, hey, you just put your picture up there and uh, use me for real estate, and, and that's pretty much it. Like, tell, tell us about the outdoor strategy. Well, you know, outdoor has really evolved over the years. It's become quite a bit more strategic in nature. You know, a uh, couple – couple trends we're seeing that are really kind of rocking uh, marketing strategies like we've never seen before. You know, we've got these, uh, the COVID transition hiccups, you know, when, when do I open? When do I don't open? Is this spike going to affect me? You know, we see um, the need for advertising agility, being able to deploy messaging very quickly and, and, and focused and strategically. And, one thing that's really big is what I call the uh, the role of fluidity or fluidity roles. You know, you, you've got all these people working at home and before, you know, you, you, you leave for work, you travel on the freeway, you get to work. And while you're at work, you're in this work role mode. Okay. Mm -hmm. But to give you an example, you know, today at 730, I drove my daughter to tennis Uh her tennis practice. So I was in dad role doing dad jokes at seven 30, eight o'clock in the morning. Your daughter's got tennis practice, tennis practice. Yeah. Good. That's, that's tough. Guff. That's tough for a 16 year old, right? Yeah, that's tough for a 35 year old. <laughs> so, you know, and then at eight o'clock I'm got a, I got a management meeting um, online and then I'm, uh, then I got a text today from home Depot because I got my fertilizer ready to pick up. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm transitioning through these different roles throughout the day. So they're not chunks of time where we could count on our advertising to hit people in these specific chunks. It's, it's fluid throughout, throughout mm -hmm. the day mm -hmm. because you know, the, the key to advertising is getting, your message in front of somebody at the right time with the right message in the right format, right? So when it's hard to, to, to pinpoint that. So what I've noticed with my clients, depending on analytics and data has become so much more important to them than it has in the past. And the ability of just throwing up a billboard on a freeway and just 
listing everything that you do and mm-hmm. it, it's just not working. So the idea of hyper local, you know, um, catching people when they're in Home Depot mode, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon or 1030 in the morning or dad mode at 730 driving daughters to tennis practice or, you know, or or in business mode, you're trying to do that throughout the day. So so depending on those those uh, uh, depending on that is 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 really become crucial in, in us being able to deliver messaging. So so what's great, you see a trend now in out-of-home advertising like we haven't seen before, especially in the last five, six, seven years, where we're able to uh, do research and analysis uh, much like you do on online advertising, be able to target specific dem- uh, demographics, uh, pinpoint where your impressions, you want those to be delivered in a geographical area, even down mm-hmm. to a zip code or a neighborhood. So, so do you do um, that with any sort of like cell phone tracking or how, how do you connect? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so you can kind of pinpoint yeah. the you know, GPS coordinates of your location, see where those people travel, and then pinpoint optimal uh, messaging points. Is that, is that kind of, is that one strategy? That's, that's, that's one part of it. I mean, but also identifying who are these people living in these particular areas and where are they driving to? And, and all our data, you know, uh, uh, the mobile data we're able to track saying, you know, there, we, we can effectively estimate that there's four people living in this household. Um, there's two parents and, and two kids and the adults are, you know, between 25 and 35 because we know they're going to ballet practice and they're going to soccer practice and they're going to an elementary school. Um, and then, and then we can see that and be able to effectively build campaigns around those travel paths, uh, that, that they're going to. One thing that's critical is something we call hyperlocal now. And it's, uh, you know, our, our traffic patterns are changing in that we're, we're still driving or we haven't increased. We're, we're kind of, at least in our market, we are, our, our, our traffic mileage is back to where it used to be. We're just not traveling as far. We're doing a lot of shorter distances. So we're putting those gotcha. miles instead of driving 50 miles a day front and back, we're driving 50 miles within a three mile radius of our house. Gotcha. So we're doing and, a pickup, so we're doing a grocery store run, we're doing a, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, I exactly. know that I've hit up the restaurants right around my house <laughs> more in the last two months than I have ever before. Right. You know, and, and, and same with me, you know, we, we all want to be uh, specifically, you know, restaurant uh, locally owned, those kinds of things, you know, and even your franchise owners, I mean, they're your neighbors too, even though they're a big brand and, and we mm-hmm. might, you know, say, well, that's not a mom and pop, but the reality is, is, you know, that franchise owner uh, for that quick serve restaurant may live down the street or in your, in your neighborhood and they're suffering the same as, as, as everyone else is. You know, the, the, the key, we call it the five screens and in, in, in out of home, you know, the, the first one being the silver screen movie theater, second television screens, you know, third was the PC laptop, fourth is your, is your uh, you know, your mobile devices. And the fifth screen is digital, you know, whether it be billboard, whether it be pump tops, whether it be 
screens at grocery stores. And, and what's great about that, uh, that fifth screen is we can capture, we, we, we can deploy messaging uh, at point of sale. Uh, we can also deploy messaging at what we call point of wait. You know, you're pumping gas and you're seeing that little, that little screen right there. You, you gotta wait. And there's nothing else that you're gonna be able to do at that point. And then the point of transit. Um, so there's, and the ability to deploy those messages, because like you've seen, Zach, things change in 24 hours. You know, we go from COVID and then we go to uh, protests and then we go to this and we, we, we see things changing and collapsing and, and restructuring on the dime. Mm-hmm. And the ability to to maybe do that on radio or television, you know, to to wait the, for those production times and things like that. And, and, and who knows, something's changed, <laughs> you know, by the time you've got your commercial made and put out there. So, so looking at deployment on those screens that people interact through their day to day lives, um, we can deploy messaging and content um, on a dime and, like we've never been able to do before. So, so Lee, billboard companies such as Yesco, who and Yesco obviously is a it's a pretty forward thinking billboard company, and it's not even just billboards, right? You're talking about this whole fifth screen dimension. So you yeah. guys are not only doing, you know, uh, the traditional digital or you know print billboards along the freeway, but there's other avenues to to connect to consumers. Is that what you're saying? And, and they don't have yeah, to do that. Know, they don't have to use you as just like the highway billboard and use another company for this. You guys have been able to consolidate that and, and handle that fifth screen. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of people think of out of home as what we call roadside, mm-hmm. which is your, your actual billboards you see on surface streets and on freeways. But the category is everything from sky riding to murals to uh, you know, uh, it encompasses anything that happens outside of your home, any type of advertising you encounter um, physically outside of your home is categorized in that whole out of home industry. So being able to expand your horizon and look at all these touch points, which are just screens at the end of the day, right? Yeah. You know, one screen might be 14 by 48 on a freeway and one screen might be, you know, four by six at a pump top or an ATM machine you know, something along those lines. So the ability to be able to coordinate all of those screens together and, you know, what's on the thought of the person who's getting gas at 1030 in the morning, what role are they in Mm. at that point? If they're at the grocery store and they see a big screen in the corner of the grocery store at 530 at night, what role are they in? And, yeah, I mean, and, totally and, like Clayton Christensen, right? He's, he's got a great book. Uh, well, he's got lots of great books, uh, rest in peace. But, you know, his, um, his, his theory on jobs to be done, right? And you need right. to understand, I, I think you have a great point, is what role are they in? And how do you get that to be hyper-local and hyper-personalized right. to, to their mindset? I think it's a great point. Um, so, so, so what would you say to people who say, hey, outdoor advertising doesn't work? Well, um, I would tell them, uh, you know, let, let's put up a billboard for you and you're, you're going to give $100 to everyone that walks in your store. And you're, that's what you're going to advertise. 
would you be willing to make a bet like that, that you're, that, you know, you're, it's going to bankrupt you because there's so many people coming in your front door <laughs> wanting a hundred dollar bill, you know? So, so, so the real question comes, we know it works and, and, and no one's ever taken me up on that bet, by the way. You know, I've, I've proposed that to people <laughs> saying, you know, if you don't give more hundred dollar bills than you spend on, on your, on your, uh, you know, your, your invoice, then, you know, I'll give it to you for free, you know, but you're responsible for anything above that, you know, out of your hundred bucks. But um, it, it's really what they're saying is how does it work for me? Yes. And how does it work for my business? And uh, billboards have done it, you know, out of home industries have done a terrible job in the past by kind of making this big ambiguous um, thing of we just put a billboard here and everyone driving past it, you know, you may have an opportunity of, of, of delivering, serving a message to that individual. But how does it work for a restaurant? How does it work for a gas station? How does it work for a car dealership? And so that's where we get into the whole data analytics of that, because that even stretches not just where they're at, but what kind of messaging you need to construct in order to uh, appeal to that, that particular demo. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you see a Tylenol commercial, right? You don't ever see a Tylenol commercial where they talk about older people with arthritic pain, athletes with pain, uh, you know, it, all these different demographics aren't represented in one commercial. You see a Tylenol commercial geared towards elderly people because mm -hmm. they may be suffering some arthritic pain or towards athletes or um, couch athletes or people mowing their lawns or all different demos and they all get served up different messaging. And and it's, it needs to be the same in the out-of-home industry. If you're truly targeting females 25 to 35, then your message better speak to that demo um, and, and not necessarily a generic message saying, come to my store, you'll love it, and you'll buy something. Right. You know, how do we get that 25 to 35-year-old into that restaurant, into that store, you know, in, in, at, at that location? So that's a great point. It's not about it not working. It's a matter of, you know, like you talked about, the, the wrong message, the wrong time to the wrong person in the wrong media, right? And I, through the wrong medium. And I think um, that's a great point because marketing, all advertising is like, is like a magnet, right? And the more that you are focused on a very specific niche, the more that you will attract that very specific niche, but you're doing that at a loss of the other niches around, right? Yeah. And so it will repel those other niches uh, when you're really hyper-focused, but if you're just kind of generic, you know, you're not sure who you're going to get. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think understanding who your customer is, is, is essential before spending the money. Uh, wh what have you seen that has been successful for restaurants in, um, with, with outdoor? I mean, obviously you have like the, the standard outdoor, like, you know, next exit is Wendy's, right? And that makes sense when you're on like these long highways right. and stuff like that. What, what have you seen to be successful though for, you know, more, more urban areas? Yeah. You know, um, it, it's been, it's been creative and, and I've had an opportunity to sit down and just kind of hash out ideas uh, for restaurants because people seem more open to what idea is working. The, the uh, you know, being able to change out messaging throughout the day um, instead of I've got a great hamburger uh, come see me, 
Um, it's what do you got going for breakfast? What do you got going for lunch? What do you got going for dinner? And strong imagery, you know, I mean, I see a great burger on a billboard and I'm immediately hungry for a billboard, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you had to have that, that imagery. So being able to, like I said, be able to turn on a dime and advertise, uh, have a different advertising that coincides with like when people eat, (laughs) you know, and and delivering that messaging, Uh, things that are unique, you know, restaurants that struggle because uh, their environment is very much a part of their draw, you know, a, a sushi restaurant or, or a place where the environment, the feeling, the visuality um, is very much part of that. Thinking it about doesn't, things, doesn't work as much delivered in a box, you know, it's no, eater, it doesn't. entertainment, right? Right, right. Entertainment. And so how do you get people to um, just go there for the food and look past the other, the other side and, and uh, whether it's setting up outside your restaurant with your sushi um, table and, and doing that outside, I, I, uh, one one restaurant I, I've worked with uh, in another state was grinding guacamole out on the on a table with a with a, I don't know what you call it with those like those oh. stone bowls and uh-huh. the in the stone thing you know and they're grinding their guacamole so Mortar. people can see. Yeah, mortar and pistol or pistol or something like that. They're grinding their guacamole and no one really knows how guacamole is made, right? You know, I mean, you do, but you never see it being made. And right, so, right. Uh, but what are those things that you can do outside um, in, in a walk-up situation or, or, or things like that? The curbside, I think, has been great. The drive-through has been great, but not all businesses have been set up for that. They, they, they've had to adapt to that. What's beautiful about that is as owners or, or as, you know, national chains, they're kind of dependent upon the national company producing the content. And so if you're a little guy and you want to compete against the McDonald's, you really have an advantage now to deploy messaging quicker than McDonald's can get an ad out to, to support their franchise owners. Yeah, because digital... Yeah, especially with digital, right? It's so quick. Yeah, yeah, it's so quick. And the other thing I wanted to just touch base real quick. Please. You mentioned about wasted um, impressions to demographics that you might not necessarily need or want. The beauty of billboards is this. You get all those too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you, you may have the anomaly of the grandmother who sees the ad for you know, the 25 to 35 year old, but thinks it's a great idea and notifies that person, her daughter or granddaughter or something like that saying, Hey, I saw this billboard about this product. Advertising in other areas, um, maybe some of your online advertising where you're just only the people selected to see that demo, see that ad and billboards, your impression overage to those other other people are still there as well because you may pick up a few of those too, right? You may pick up some ones that you weren't necessarily targeting, but, uh, but saw the ad anyways. And so yeah. that's kind of a, kind of the beauty. Yeah. That, uh, but, that, yeah, I t- totally agree. Go ahead, Lee. Sorry. No, no. So going back, you know, the, the creativity, the family packs, I think have been genius. A lot of restaurants instead of, you know, and this may be, you know, first world problem, right? going through the whole menu selection of, of, you know, like, okay, I, do I add 
you know, extra bacon? Do I add cheese? I had that for everyone in your family is fatigued. <laughs> and so those have been restaurants have been able to put together these family packs, these, you know, feed a family of four or six or eight or 10. And this is basically what you get. I, I look at that and I go, man, to try to chase my kids down to get them to figure out what it is. Boom. I'm just going to hit that, that six family pack or that four family pack. And, and you just get it, you know, and, and we've seen that, you know, maybe in Taco Bell, you know, where you ordered those, you know, 10 or 12 or 20 pack of tacos, yeah. you know, uh, you just go in there, get the 20 pack, you know, whatever, take it home, you know, and you're, you're good to go. That's translated to the digital world now um, where people are hitting that. So I think that's, that's been good. Um, any type of product offering, any type of special, any type of buy one, get one. Um, I've seen, I have a restaurant down in uh, Richfield that put up an ad for truck drivers. They have, you can maneuver a truck into their restaurant. And if you buy a lunch, like a, a takeout lunch, they will give you another meal to take with you. So you could have it on the road, you know, while, while, while you head down the road. So you, you, you buy your lunch, they give you another, another, uh, a meal in a box, the truck driver takes it with them. And as they get hungry at three o'clock or three 30 and you know, they don't anticipate eating until maybe six or seven, because that's when they're next get where mm -hmm. they need to be. They have that, that box lunch sitting right there next to them, which I think is genius, you know, and, and being able to, you know, buy one lunch, get a second one free, but once to go, you know, for later, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great idea. So we place those billboards, at places where there's going to be a lot of truck drivers that are going to be going past, and and those small mom and pops are the are the ones that have been able to sustain, you know, the the whole COVID thing because they've been able to be nimble and be able to think outside of the box, um, so to speak, to get the pull people in. I mean, I would pull in if I got two lunches for the price of one, and I could take one with me, you know, yeah, right. down the road and. And it's a way, you know, they, they're advertising was to thank truckers for all the hard work they've been putting in and the hours they've been driving that, you know, keep our shelves full, you know, so there was some PR stuff related to that as well, you know, right. that, that, that was great, you know, so um, all kinds of great, great out of the box thinking ideas. Love that, Lisa. Here are my takeaways. One, uh, get high tech. We want to get hyper local, hyper personalized to get to the right person, the right message, the right time in the right way. Um, I think that's, that's a really, really interesting value prop too. Uh, think of the five screens. I like that. Uh, the movie, TV, laptop, mobile, digital, um, and that digital covers a broad spectrum of things. Now three, get creative, uh, get creative with digital to promote, you know, have, have, um, different times of day that you're showing different things. I, I love that idea. And then, uh, lastly, not just creative with ways to promote, but creative with what you're promoting, you know, with right. what you're doing outside family packs. I like that, that trucking special, um, doing things that, you know, it's all about creativity and testing things out, right? You, you right. now have the ability to test out, to see, do, do these things work? Is it driving value and, uh, and plan accordingly. But I think end of the day, it's all about it's all about the experiments and it's all about trying new things because this new normal there's no there's no playbook of this is the new normal what it is is like for example with the ebook that 
that we wrote here at Ovation with, in conjunction with many experts. It's all about how do we prepare? How do we listen? How do we discover in, on a daily, weekly basis, this new normal? And uh, anyway, and so as you're, as you're thinking through that, um, you know, Lee, appreciate you coming in and giving some insights uh, on, on how to do that. How do people uh, find you, follow you? Yeah, so I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. Just look up Lee Houghton, H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. Uh, you can also, I'm also available for email, lhoughton, H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N at yesgo.com. And uh, I could put planning and campaigns together for you all over the country with all, any type of screen uh, that's available in our databases. Um, so we can, even in areas where we don't have billboards, I can find screens for you. Awesome. Well, Lee, today's ovation goes to you, man, for uh, keeping it. my drives more entertaining as I'm driving down the road and uh, for helping people get the, the good word out there about what they're doing. So thanks for all that you're doing and appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Have a good day. You too. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.